This is The Current, a rapid-centric podcast where we analyze the heroics or heloics of our favorite soccer team with all the knowledge of failed soccer players and the humor of failed comedians. I still do dig this intro every time I listen to it. All right, and thank you for tuning in to The Current. Uh, no, really, really, thank you. And we actually have a game to talk about, for real. Like, it's it just, this whole year has just been all sorts of whack. So it, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on that. And our intent is to give you a drive home worth or to work worth or just some time to, to think about... <laughs> This podcast really breaks up your day. Right, right. In COVID 2020. Yeah, exactly. And let's let's talk about this RSL game that we have coming up because this one actually matters for that cup. That cup. The other piece of silverware that the Rapids have coveted? Yeah, not often though. I mean, well, they haven't possessed it often, but they've covered it, coveted it enough. Basically, every time we get the cup back, it's come back to us in shambles, and we end up spending the money to repair it. But the the other issue is is that it is it more fan made up to the point where the club doesn't care like we do because that really seems to kind of be the narrative over the last I don't know sixteen, eighteen year and a half, season and a half. This season, I, I mean, I don't <laughs> want to. Isn't that it. about when RSL tweeted? Is it really a rivalry if we win every time? <laughs> but they're not wrong, though. Like for real, we have never, ever, ever won. It could in be Sandy. a one-sided rivalry. What? Well, it's definitely that. Um, and Marco's got some awesome stats in his head about the last time we won an RSL game for the cup. And the actual time, like how long it's been since we actually took the cup home. Thing is, is we, I, we have been covering this team for longer than anybody in their personnel department has actually been employed. So we kind of just, it's all been a blur as far as how long has it actually been since this really mattered or we, we had a hand in it. Well, I mean, if you work for the club, knowledge of the team is preferred, but not required. Definitely not required. And that is verbatim from, like, if you're applying for the club. Like, if you want to actually have a job for the club, which I think, except for Tammy, every one of us in this room at one point thought that would be a really great thing. We're overqualified. And we've been told that, which is really <laughs> sad. I'm overly priced oh, is what I am. you know about us losing? <laughs> we don't want you around here telling yes. other people that. But what does that say <laughs> about, like, the people who are kind of like... We're really going for the more brainwashable type of employee. Oh, I mean, it, it, it's a head-scratcher for sure because I would think that you would want people working for you that, that bleed burgundy instead of... Those who prefer to bleed other colors and can't wait to get yeah, out of there. Yeah, this is firmly a stepping stone club, and they've established themselves as a stepping stone club. Yeah. They seem to be okay with that. Well, kind of related, unrelated to that, Robin Frazier and this rivalry is kind of an anomaly. Yeah? We talked about it before. He played for the club, but not when this RSL rivalry right. exists. So he's not really personally vested like no. Pablo was. And he's even said in press conferences, it's just another game, and he wants to win every game, which 
Which is, is fair. show fodder, but it's true. I mean, you do want to win every game, but... But versus Pablo, who's ripped his shirt off in this rivalry, it's a little bit different. Yeah. I, and, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe he's able to take a step back So that last game we won, game plan. was that a Pablo era? Was Pablo? It was a Pablo era. Ah. And the last time we won the cup was Pablo era. Thank you, Pobs. <laughs> So the last time the Rapids have won a game in the series was 2017, 1-0 Josh Gatt goal. Oh. Kind Hi, Josh. You, you remember him. Mem- I do. Lane, and I, I follow him on the Twitter. He's, he's getting his third wind, I think. I just looked him up. Um, he's in Ireland, so yeah. not a bad place to be. No, I kind of envy him. Especially, Especially since right kind right? of after he got cut, he almost or did kind of have a GoFundMe to just survive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember his wife. Was yeah, the wife. Some kind of a high-risk situation. It may or may not have been pregnancy-related. I cannot recall. But there was some issue going on where he was now uninsured and really needed help. And he was a fan favorite, too. I mean, we loved him here. So. Yeah. I mean, he. you could see the potential. And it, I think that's what's really kind of frustrating in general as being a Rapids fan is there are always players on this roster with potential. But Stepping stones kind of require potential. Something happens, whether it's bad coaching, bad management, bad front office, bad No something. playing time. It could, just be, it could just be bad luck or bad decisions, yeah. Hey, so, much of your, so much of your fate is not in your hands when you are a player – in somebody else's game. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely is kind of that's so rapids. That's part of the stigma of being a part of this club. Um, but getting back to kind of this, y- you had some Juan Ramirez bits because players with potential is what we were right, talking Right, exactly. Players with potential and, and young DPs. And this was one of those things that we kind of talked about pre-show was uh, Brian Galvan or I'm assuming that's how you say it. Uh, Brayon. Um, and his name gets brought up by certain people from time to time because he ha- he carries that DP tag, which at this point, he's the only one carrying the DP tag. Well, normally is a DP, but, but he's, he's on alone. He's on alone, so that's a little bit of a different story. And we have to remind people of that. Like, he's not ours to keep. And even if we did want to keep him, it could be one of those situations where we're still battling things with the club. To ru- anyway, and who's who's to say he won't find himself in a Sam Nicholson situation where he's like, "Oh, I could go back to Europe where mutual I can situation." Yeah, I mean, I it, can it, eat at a restaurant. Well, and honestly, <laughs> I feel like yeah, right. I'm not painted with this American um, brush. I, I feel like part of his move was to get playing time. And he's getting that. And so as long as he continues to get playing time and show what he's worth, you hope that the club... Well, even that's up in the air, too, because on an interview this week, Frazier said beyond these six games that are actually scheduled, it's up in the air with this health situation, health crisis. I think it's fair to call it a health crisis. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, everything is up in the air. So even if... He's here for playing time. That's up in the air from from his perspective. And Europe's well, yeah, strong with their league. Exactly. So. When you consider every other league in Europe, and we're not talking about England. We're talking about Europe. 
is doing well. I'm watching Charles Alondu still play based on um, his Instagram and Twitter feeds and, and Facebook and stuff like that. So we're not, we're not on par with the rest of the world as far as playing time when it comes to soccer. And if you're one of these players who is like, oh, well, shit, I might actually get more playing time, even if it's like off the bench with my home club, in Namley's case, um, it could be one and done for him. But getting back to the, the Brian Galvan kind of thing, it, it, his name gets brought up because there's this expectation that we have with DPs and that label. And I think that that's kind of where MLS went wrong by tagging players and having them under certain contracts because now we have this expectation. And to be honest, I'm willing to go out there and say this guy's not going to see a game this whole season. Well, I mean, fitness too. And Frazier also mentioned they're just scrimmaging against each other and it's getting old. Right. It's not the same as scheduling friendlies. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like masturbation. <laughs> For real, though. It gets like, old after a while. It does. Like, time at some point, you need someone else to play with. <laughs> it, it is what it Even is. Even if you have you know? to go down to Colorado Springs, <laughs> right? Sketchy stadium. <laughs> You know, even if you got to go pick up a, a friendly that you don't want to have to, you might have to just to actually, like, step your game up, so to speak. You don't really find that you button. Step your game up. We joke about it, but it's really true. Like, I mean, as, as Fraser said, like, scrimmaging against yourselves only does so much because, honestly, day in and day out, like, you know who your teammates are and the way they play. It's not the same because you you know who certain people's tells are their weak spots. Like you know, you, certain players and forwards know they can outrun Drew more. You know what I mean? And then you have certain you know. I mean, I look at it like okay. At, at this point, Irwin and Yarbrough probably are still fighting for a starting spot. We don't know because we're not allowed at training. So that's probably still happening, although I would almost put this beer and my entire tab for the evening on Yarbrough getting the start on Saturday. That's fair. I would, too. Um, I, I, you consider the situation, how he was brought in. I think playing time is guaranteed a certain amount. And when you're only guaranteed six games at this point, and if the Rapids shit the bed the way that they did in the tournament, our season isn't going to be much to like get proud about. But if they turn around and actually start playing the way they did at the beginning of the season when the actual season was a season, hey, we could go deep into the playoffs. Or even in that Minnesota game, we start, started to see flashes of what the team was before the shutdown. Right. Do you think that after, what do we have, two and a half, three weeks to ourselves, scrimmaging each other, masturbating? <laughs> that they're going to be able to perform on game night? I think or masturbating has made me better at performing. Okay. I mean, See? if I go in cold, I'm just going to... Blow your load way too soon. Way each too soon. We're doing that, so each team is going in cold, right? This is, again, so. this goes back to, again to the point of this may be the most egalitarian year we'll ever see in any kind of sports. 
So, I mean, everybody's in the same kind of boat. Uh, arriving in Florida, notwithstanding, that's no longer an issue, but... I think they'll have an altitude advantage. Oh, the old altitude advantage. <laughs> My favorite. That plays at a higher altitude. <laughs> exactly. <than they. laughs> that's just it. They play higher than we do, and their altitude discussion never seems to happen the way ours do. It's it's grasping at straws. It's just a I think last refuge of a scoundrel. Higher than everybody with that hair. So how are you guys feeling about Galvan? Um, it's hard to say because we have little to no experience with him at all. I mean, we can Google what he's done down in... You don't even really have highlight YouTube, YouTube right. highlight. It's very minimal what footage you can get of him. And that's why I'm a little bit cynical about the situation because it feels very much like Juan Ramirez 2.0, if not worse, when you look at stats, which is all we have to look at. I was going to say, are you going to get to your stats? Because what you had said earlier before we recorded or hit record was that when you compare the stats, they're about the same. And if you were to lean greater versus good, who would you say, Ramirez or Galvan? I mean, Ramirez's resume before he signed with the Rapids was actually more extensive. Galvan, he's a 19-year-old kid, only played nine games for Cologne, which... I checked. They finished like twenty fourth in Argentina, which out of like what twenty seven teams, it's not quality football that he was playing really. When you Ooh. think about it, so it's like upper scale high school. A league of like thirty teams, okay, and Argentina is not really considered. Their league is not considered one of the best in the world. Their players, like the Argentine well, national yeah, team, yeah. I mean, when you think about football. what comes out of their national club, but. But, but then they ship again, their players off to Europe and bingo. And all that. Yes, most of their players do not play in that league. It's kind of almost like MLS negative one point <laughs> So one goal in nine games does that really scream scream out to you as like, oh yeah, he's gonna light MLS on? Dude, fire. I've scored one goal in nine games, and I'm a center back. I'm not fucking kidding. Well, do you think this kid is going to be, quote-unquote, the answer? No. I don't. But I think this is the frustration because... Because you can't be too cynical going into it. But at the same time, this team has hurt you time and time again. Are we just paying his way for his family? Like, I mean... To have that kind of contract, to make that kind of money, to not even see any real game moments in one entire season, COVID-related or not, at one point is he going to go back home like Ramirez did? And meanwhile, sat on the bench making over half a mil as a kid, and we get nothing out of it. Nothing. We no. might get our prices raised next next season. <laughs> but to play devil's advocate, how much money is worth it for a club to spend to get a Rocky Mountain Cup as a fan? Well, I don't know. As a fan, do you, you think Juan Ramirez's as a, as a contract regular, was worth winning that one Rocky Mountain Cup? No, in because honestly, as as a fan, on like, that goal that should not have been a goal because it was in the ninety seventh <laughs> minute. 
with like 94 minutes <laughs> of added time. Yeah, we got it happens. It, it does. It get it gets a little lucky there. And and you got to think like and you said it as a fan, like as a as a as a person who follows the Rapids just kind of like, yeah, I'm a soccer fan. You're not going to care about the Rocky Mountain National Cup like or National Cup. You're not going <laughs> to care about the Rocky Mountain Cup like you would as a supporter. And this is coming from a guy who spent a lot of time with the supporters group and, and doing what I've done for the supporters group and so on. I know how they feel. But even now, that group, 2,000, 3,000 strong, I don't even think they feel the same way about the RMC that we used to five years ago. And no, part of it is, is because... the cup always comes back damaged because it's probably sitting on a closet for five years. Well, yeah, they have a little bit of a party night with it the night they win. And then, yeah, exactly. It goes into one of the three or four people who are oh, there's a committee of ten, but it's actually five. But either way, it, it, it is probably sitting in a freaking closet. You're not probably wrong there. Like, I can't confirm it, but I doubt that it's... it's I, I saw Rio Tento for a brief stint when I was there a couple of years ago. And, and at that time, it was an RMC game, so the cup was out on the field because that win there was enough for RSL to clinch it. But I doubt that it's sitting in a trophy case like it did when it was actually here at the deck. We do have a lot of space in that trophy case. We have more space than we should. trophies in that trophy case because <laughs> I've seen it. A lot of participation awards? A lot of old <laughs> development league trophies back when they had the development league. And, of course, they keep the trophies in club level where only the premium ticket holders can see the trophies uh, most of the time. I may be willing to pay the extra two bucks a, a, a game to get premium. I mean, just the audacity of charging different levels of admis- admission at this point blows my mind. And we know about having issues with audacity and levels. <laughs> College humor. Thoughts? Brian Galvan? Who? Juan Ramirez? Who? <laughs> I remember Juan Ramirez. I remember specifically the Juan Ramirez show. I mean, he was carrying that team in a lot of ways, um, in a lot of, a lot of games. It also kind of makes you think that this team is still in MLS 1.0 because they're still signing DPs and they haven't figured it out yet. Where at this point in the league's existence, other expansion teams like Miami are signing not even DP players, like TAM level players that are, level. are what DPs used to be. We talked about Blaise Matuidi, French national team player. He's playing on a TAM contract, and we're getting guys like Danny Wilson and Tommy Smith. And <laughs> Both Joe were. Mason, who went, okay, who, I was going to say, Joe two Mason out of the three had of them. a cup of coffee here. Yeah, he did have He's, a He got a hell of a tour of DIA. Right. Uh, but two out of the three of them were national team players. Now, granted, national. yeah, the national teams that they played for were not French national teams. And in the Scottish national New team. New Zealand plays I in Oceania, and with. I think the Philippines national team also plays in, <laughs> in that federation. So Philippines has a national team? 
And Every country has one. So New Zealand, they're playing teams like, what, Micronesia? Like teams that aren't even like FIFA ranked. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is that that was kind of the running joke when we hired Hudson was like, dude. Yeah, but Oceania. You're, yeah, it was yeah the, exactly. That was like, the asterisk. competition but is like we have high Of course you're going to lose against that, the Portland Timbers. Right. You've yeah. never faced this kind of competition before. We, we, we do. We have high school teams that probably could have beat a good majority of the Oceania national teams. Um, I mean, Marcos talked about like Valor's setup. Like we have high school teams who treat their sports program more seriously than the Rapids do. They probably have more money at Valor than the Rapids do. True. Given to them, and that they, they have many benefactors rather than exactly. just one. Right, they one that doesn't give Multiple Tim Howards on that team. <laughs> <laughs> multiple Tim Howards. It's laughable, but it's sad, and it, and it is true. And and we kind of derail ourselves a little bit, but. Going back to RSL and this whole matchup and rivalry, who knows who's going to be the hero here? Maybe one, it's Galvan. Maybe he subs in. Maybe and has scores honestly, a one. Maybe like like oh, is it the fans that show up and su- and actually expect a positive result? Where are we going to show up? Uh, <laughs> we got the frolic. We're throwing our little party here. That's where I'm going. I mean, I'm I'm not going downtown anytime soon, so right. I'll be here. And yeah, but I mean. Not, we're not going to have the 12th man for this match, which is, is kind of unfortunate. But on a good note, Beckerman ain't going to be playing because he got himself all sort of screwed up in the tournament, and he's got to oh. sit for two games. Is he hurt? No, red carded. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's out for this game and the next one. Now, the next one doesn't do us any good, but he's out for this one, which helps us slightly. And remember, refresh my memory, this is a home game. It is a home game. And we will not be in the parking lot of the Dick, socially distanced and watching on a big jumbotron no, our with our friends and compadres. Like it would be awesome if we could, though. It would be. And honestly, we would... On it. Okay. I will spend more money here Look, at Frolic than I would have at the Dick for the same <laughs> experience. This is going to have food here. This will be great. All they had to do was charge 10 bucks, have some food trucks out, yep. and trust us to be responsible adults who don't want to get sick and die. Well, in... In a perfect world, if there wasn't this whole damn dispute with KSE, or not KSE, but Altitude and Comcast and whatnot, our RV would have been able to pick up that channel. So we could have actually drove out the motorhome, which has a TV on the outside of it, and we could have like totally tailgated and watched it there, had it on the Jumbotron, had some, like we could have tailgated. Mm-hmm. If the club wanted to actually cooperate I'm with its fans. To, I'm tempted just to drive by on Saturday just to see if they've got security out blocking roads because an impromptu tailgate might break out. We still have radios. <laughs> yeah, but I know C38 came out and said we are not tailgating, but that doesn't mean that we can't just go and tailgate. I've got a camp grill. I'll do some hot dogs. I mean, we would do some shit, too. If there was a way to see the game, I, I would rather be there. Party, but, oh, no, I would yes, be, too. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I know I would rather be there, too. No, but Frolic is the big winner. They're also making half of us uh, media journalists or whatever reapply for credentials, which tells me they're filtering out who they want to actually show up. Yeah, because for those who don't know, it's one of the most socially distanced press boxes in the league. It's outdoors, and you could spread out 
six feet apart. Well, and there's the funny part. And they don't have 30 outlets covering this. Exactly. Like, even on a big day, like, when we would play L.A., it still would be, like, maybe at most eight of us in this massive press box, which is an entire floor. So it's a joke to me to be like, okay, you have to reapply. And I only know this because of one release that was sent to one out of three of us who are credentialed media people. It, I, it, it, this isn't the platform anymore to go on my rant because I know they don't listen, but it is pretty sad that this is kind of the route they're taking. Exactly. It's yawn-worthy. <laughs> but... It, Jan Ramirez. Jan Ramirez. <laughs> I don't have that drop. Oh, wait. Wait. I have this one, though. No. Um, yeah. So I had to throw it in there at least today, just once, because uh, you mentioned being on the radio and listening to the radio, because I could never, ever listen to this team on the radio. Um, unless it's Fleming, because I'll always listen to that guy. And Bill Bowler. Right. Those two together. I'll always listen to them two. But if it's not, then I, I, I trust what I'm listening I don't trust. Anyway. I've heard uh, things about VPNs. I don't know what it means or how to do it, but it's a, it's a thing that they have forced fans to resort to. It has, and have you know, they mentioned VPNs? No, but they've not also the team, mentioned but the fans they feel have like we're only a few steps away from the team <coughs> being like, "Hey, <laughs> well, you can download the sketchy." I would website. like to know what Cronky's well, business you're, dealings you're not, are involved. You're not wrong because they've actually come out and saying like, "Well, they they're they're saying the same thing they told Matt." What? When did Wayne tell you that they were looking into streaming options? That was oh, probably what was that? Twenty eighteen, at least twenty eighteen. It might we have been seventeen. Yeah, we were doing the un, uh, the untapped, saying they need to talk to those guys at Max Preps. <laughs> it was almost definitely a black shirt. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it was black shirt when mm-hmm. we had the the execs there. So that was two years ago. Wayne told me they yeah. Wayne told me a streaming service was imminent, and Porig told me just go to a bar. <laughs> Which was two totally different <laughs> stories all right there in one situation. Then they to later came fair, out. fair, Porig is Irish. <laughs> and that's probably his solution for a lot of things. He's probably thinking, why did you ever leave the bar to begin with? You should still be there from last week. Hey, look, I brew beer now for a semi-living, and I'm looking for every reason to be at a bar. But I would prefer to be at a Rapids game if I was given the opportunity. Or a soccer game in general. Um, not to switch platforms because we, we're trying to milk this a little bit, but obviously the Broncos are slightly entertaining the idea of having fans. With that being said, would you, if you could, or would you be comfortable if they allowed season ticket members to attend Rapids games? Well, you know what's funny? Colin Cowherd was on uh, Bill Maher last weekend, and I know you're a big fan. Uh I've uh never really listened to him, but he made a damn good point. He said all the precautions, nobody's worried about these athletes in the peak of their life. It's the obese fans that are the problem. Nobody says it, but that's what they're worried about is, have you been to a Broncos game? 
oh my god, I was marveling at the different body dimensions that exist <laughs> and can fit into that stadium. I don't think I even saw. Probably a lot of anti-maskers mixed <laughs> oh, in there. Oh, yeah, They're the yeah. worst. I don't even think I looked at the and field. COVID I was just looking affect. at the human zoo that was around me. I'm like, oh, my God. How are these people not just dropping dead? They're the problem, not the athletes and not people like us. Well, that's the other thing is you can be a professional athlete completely healthy and be greatly affected by this virus. There's but, an NBA yeah. player that he still hasn't gotten his conditioning back, and he had it, what, like four months ago? Well, there was a quarterback for uh, Georgia or Georgia that. State that had to, he basically can't play anymore because he developed a heart condition. And that's kind of mm. goes back to we're all in this is like, do you want yeah. to give one of the players coronavirus and then they can't play for however many months it takes to recover? Or do you want to be the club? At which game a person 480 pounds dropped dead or, or got COVID and died? Or do you want to be that club that hosted the breakout that's definitely going to happen well, in from NFL? From a KSE perspective, they're losing a customer. Not that they nobody, care about those things. But nobody wants the press of being the NFL is going touch. to have yeah. a breakout. And no club wants to be the place where that breakout happened. Mile High doesn't want it. The city of Denver, who owns Mile High, doesn't fucking want it. Uh, the Broncos don't want it, and nobody else does either. Well, nobody wants to well, be Broncos like Ground Zero. They do want the money though, because they requested Polis to allow fans. Yeah, so see, that was kind of a move where, yeah. But then you you can flip the coin a little bit, and you look at what like FC COVID or FC Dallas did. And they and allowed they some fans in. Kind of and which, it did they? Because really, on TV it looked pretty responsible. Well, it went bad because half the fans booed at the guys who kneeled. Or That's did. all that made the news. I didn't see anything about distancing being a problem. Everyone looked pretty responsibly well, distanced. How do you cut, distance, though? Like, if you have season limit. tickets, how do you know? Oh, you, the they had. tickets are here. And yeah. Next, like, how do you... They just have ushers that make sure you're sitting there and you're sitting there. So if and you it's, have two season yeah. holders that are right next to each other, do they don't you go get their down and be like, "Oh, right, you guys need to separate." Well, they don't get their seats way? per se. They just get in and they're assigned seats. I was on the Georgetown Loop right. the other weekend, and it's the same thing. It's like we're going to assign you a seat. You can't move to the shady one, even though it's 98 degrees. Right. You kind of got to sit here for an hour and right, 15 minutes. Because I asked, because like I've been to the Broncos games where <clears throat> I'm with my friend who has season tickets. But they sit next to people also who have season tickets. So if you let them both in, how do you separate those two? My <laughs> Well, yeah. You hope that they listen to reason and that they right, don't want okay, to die. We'll go over here. <laughs> you you hope people don't want to get sick and die. Right. It's in your own best interest, especially if I'll you're obese, right. especially if you're high risk. It's in your best interest to space out, and the ushers are there to make sure that happens. To ask you, they can't physically make you, but if right. you're, you're an anti-masker an and a These piece are my of shit, seats. I'm not moving, and you're. And then I hope their neighbors <laughs> would have the good sense of moving away from them. But the one time I've been to a Broncos game. Before the National Anthem even started, people started yelling, stand up! So I know what kind of motherfuckers show up to Broncos games. Yeah. And those yeah. are the fuckers that are high at risk and are going to ruin <laughs> it for everybody. Well, there's the, the believers and not believers. Like, they don't, like, this is just a And they're all and, football fans. Right, right. Yes. If you're an anti-vaxxer or anti-maxer, 
Masker, Masker, you're a football fan. I guarantee you, you're a football fan. I don't know. I think that some of them might have lost themselves with the whole Black Lives Matter thing, too. Like, it, not to Oh, make you're it definitely like, showing up to yell, stand up! Right? Like, <laughs> because you're a piece of shit human. But are you, like, we? the reason I bring that up is because I know of someone that, like, was definitely anti all of those things, but as soon as NFL came out and supported Black Lives Matter, they're like, fuck you, I'm done with the NFL. Oh, they did that with NASCAR, too, with the Confederate right? flag, yeah. but they go back because they're fucking trash and that's what trash does it or goes they buy back. a bunch of nike stuff to protest <laughs> so they can burn it i'm fine with that <laughs> shit i should buy stock in nike just so they get nice and mad and that's buy up a bunch of shit oh, to burn dude, that's not actually a bad idea <laughs> right now it's good year buy some good year stuff. yeah right good year is oh the is there a good year boycott now what's well, going on now well, Trump, they, they, there was something about him not like Goodyear didn't want people wearing making America great hats or something. I don't know. And Goodyear then, makes hats now. They well, I don't know. It was something <laughs> at their. Act, I didn't fully read it, but all I know is it pissed off Trump. So basically, if you pissed off Trump, start buying stock in that. Anyway, that's, <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. we totally Trump does drive the market, that. that's for sure. If it pisses Trump off, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> then it's good I'll buy for it. us. Right? If it's something he's against, then it's something it's we should be for. And it probably uh, is American made. Yeah, ironically. Yeah, you're not it's too It's definitely far not his there. ties and jackets yes. made in uh, Bangladesh because they need jobs too. Right? Taiwan or wherever it yeah. might be. Um, uh, but yeah. going back 20 minutes to your actual question, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with fans, a few fans, not even six feet apart, but what looked like Dallas had was just a very sparse dotting of fans. And it's hard to tell because they're all seated in the side with the cameras. Right, kind of like what we would do with an open car. Yeah, but I would love to say Dick holds 18,000. Let's let 500 on a lottery system. Not even season ticket holders. Let's do 500 on a lottery system. So There's plenty of an room. Open cup game. And, yeah. And it's a women's U.S. You, team game. Are you holding that to no, like just did anybody? Well. Or yeah, like what about supporters? Because there, there are a handful of supporters, and I, I, I would literally say mean a handful, that probably feel they're obligated to be a part of that. Uh, like Marco said, we're all in this together. And, you know, sometimes shit rolls downhill. Yeah. If you're willing to pay the money for the ticket... Enter into the lottery. If your number gets called, you go. If you don't want to, don't go. Someone else gets it. But I think that 500 people in the dick to watch a game is reasonable. And I think that we all are adults. Soccer fans are better than most other fans. True, true. I think that we all don't want to get sick and die. No. Nor kill our family members. (laughs) Uh, So let's let us do that. But with a team that won't even let us tailgate. Well, the other layer of it is... What if they have to do temperature checks? That's I'm another fine with that. It takes a well, second. Well, from the yeah. club's perspective, that's another thing they have to spend money on. They got to pay thirteen dollars <laughs> for a temperature reader. <laughs> well, they, they probably they have, have it anyway like for their just, total. They of have it thirty dollars to have or ten just, of them. Yeah, just have Walmart. But, <laughs> yeah, some. right. Like it's not like they're not tied together. <laughs> yeah, the missus can provide the temperature checks. The missus has provided a lot of things that probably, yeah. yeah. Or the mister-in-law, whatever yeah. it is. But yeah, I think we can all be responsible. I just think it's a hedge against bad publicity. Nobody wants to be that ground zero where that thing happened and people got sick and died. Ah, so you know, it's all PR, this man. club is to bad publicity. They, they won't even, even let us... They are not aware of the bad publicity. That's just how I can't. 
Much mm. like Trump, they just look at a picture book every morning and say, we're doing great. The duck is smiling. That's funny. <laughs> duck is 6-0. <six laughs> <nil>. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> Sam wants out what? Um, back to, like, wrapping this bit up, because we're pushing our 45 minutes-ish to an hour, but we do have this game coming up, and it as much as we want to get everything else off our shoulders, it is FSL. It's a real game. The, the cup is involved. We're at home. How much of an advantage do you guys actually think we have? Because we did just talk about the fact that there is no fans. We can't even tailgate. Like, we can't, we can't show our support really in any way that we would love to as fans. I'm going to so, go so far as to say we have zero advantage. Well, to me, it's like a neutral, friendly <clears throat> end. That actually makes me feel better about it. Cause really? Rapids, How so? The Rapids tend to do better in neutral, friendly type situations. You don't have the pressure of the fans watching, yeah, maybe. They always kill it in preseason against Sporting KC, RSL. But they lose to colleges, though, in yeah. preseason. Then there's that. They tend to underestimate, at least in preseason friendlies. But also this isn't that because they're in their stadium and they're seeing nobody and they're like, well, now really, we really owe something because oh, that Orlando shit show that happened. Maybe. I Not love the phrase, the Rapids, like what Orlando calls the Rapids, a uh, mixed bag of results in Orlando, which mm-hmm. was really just shit, shit, and some more shit. <laughs> it was more like a shit, shit, and a fart, a wet fart. Yes, they didn't follow through on the last one, but they they may as well but have. Like as I wouldn't call it a mixed bag right. of results. Marco for sure. kind of said it. You could see some progress there. Like you could almost feel like, hey, this was almost that team. And in all honesty, like we were still missing some players. Like you don't really count out Danny Wilson because he's not your normal starter. But without Jack Price in the game, we were able to still be in the game. Like it's it's one thing to be without Captain Jack. We'll have him back now. Yeah. And based on his social media posts, he looks like he's fired up for this game. And Frazier is fired up for this game, too. He mentioned they only have those six games. So it is almost like playoff games. Okay. So, because earlier you said that, and it's true, I heard it, too, where Frazier's like, RSL is just another team. We just want to win. But... I Being think he fired doesn't up. care about the Rocky Mountain Cup, but he is a guy that wants to Honestly, win. Honestly, though, so here's where I'm at. Is there a trade-off? Would, would you rather have a coach yes. that wants to win every yes. game and not care about the That's kind of what I was going to say. Here's where I'm at. Screw the Rocky Mountain Cup. I probably have like four C-38ers who might listen to this and be like, fuck you, I'm not going to listen again. And honestly, that's fine. Because at this point, maybe taking the edge off and the, of the silverware is to be a perennial playoff team so right it's not about rocky mountain cup no in that op-ed. no because that to them it's a it's it's a fan created fan generated and yeah we want to make our fans happy but really <laughs> ultimately we want to be in the playoffs beating rsl is always a good road to the playoffs it it used to be. You can achieve both, is but what I'm saying. the other thing is, is like, I can remember a handful of years where RSL beat us that kept us out of the playoffs. Eh. Rocky Mountain Cup aside. Yeah. So beating this team is essential to making it into the playoffs. Period. I personally, I've tried caring more about the Rocky Mountain Cup than other things, and I, I don't. 
it's demoralizing to even put myself in that position. I would like to see a team that can win no matter who they're playing that's consistent. I, I don't want to see a team that only tries for certain times, tries harder for certain times. Just give me a team that can win, and the Cups will come later. Right now, give me a consistent motherfucking team on the field. Because I don't know who's showing up on Saturday. No, me either. I'm not allowed to practice. I'm not getting any sort of other things. Like it, it's frustrating. Like how and am I've I supposed already, to write a pregame article tomorrow? I've seen March and I've seen July, and I fucking don't know, man. I don't know. Just go win. Damn the silverware. Win. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'm I'm kind of thinking. I'm gonna put a marker down and say they need to win both these next two games to have a chance at playoffs. Dallas and RSL, both Western Conference teams. Absolutely, yeah. Not just from a points in the standings perspective, but also a, a mentality and momentum. For real, yeah. No, you're not wrong. I and typically it would be good to have an argument here, but no, you're not wrong. Like we we need to get out of this game with three points and at least a point against Dallas, which I think, honestly, we're capable of getting six out of the next two. I Hon- think. I think. But I've and, seen March well, and I've seen here's, July, here's, and I don't know. Well, I, I honestly feel like it's going to be harder for us to get three points again RS, against RSL. Always. Because that's just it. Always. We Besides can, RSL's current form, is consistent and consistently winning. Yeah. And Dallas is kind of a... Shit show themselves. Yeah. Yay. Exactly. For us. Right, but which is why so I'm saying... So they need to get points out of that. <laughs> we have to if be able to... a club that's in a shambles right now, as far as internal... Yeah. All kinds of different internal stuff that Internal, Dallas external, all of dealing it. with. Yeah. If no, you can't it, get points against a team like that, then... And do you know what how many other teams and fans have said that about playing Sacramento still is a team? <laughs> but that's almost kind of the same kind of thing. Like, playing against us, there's probably been plenty of teams that have been like, oh, it's the fucking Rapids. They can't get their shit together. They don't know this. They don't know. They, they can't win. They blah, blah, blah. And then occasionally we do come across with that, that win. But we're, we're better now than we have been in the last handful of years. I mean, we've, we've, we've literally, as Rapids fans, have been riding a roller coaster massively. Ups and downs, ups and downs. And this season was supposed to be in a... I mean, it was, it was turning out to be like if you were riding the Hulk at Orlando. Like, you had that really great start off, and then all of a sudden you drop, and you don't know what's going to happen next. Like, at some point... We need to be back on this roller coaster of fun. I don't know that roller coaster, but I was just thinking about the tooth chipper from The Simpsons. <laughs> basically, you just fall down and stop and bang your face against the uh, metal bar, <laughs> and then you get off and do it again. <laughs> oh, man. Epic. That, wait, you're not wrong, though. Because, I mean, yeah, you just got to get back up and pick yourself up and... and, and I mean, if you look at 2016, we were still surprising people in the playoffs. Like, by the playoffs, nobody Dude, still really thought was, we were going to win. No. And, and we started catching people's attentions and eyes. And I'm talking, like, you know, MLS pundits and whatnot. Like, I mean, we were, we were a shootout away 
from progressing farther than we did. In my opinion, we were a Zach McMath missed DC United away game away. Like all the way back there. (laughs) That was the one game that would have changed our whole season, and he made some really bad mistakes. Yeah, and he would he made some bad mistakes in that game. Which is a real trophy. Right. It is. It is a real trophy. And I would take that real trophy over that other fake one we've had to rebuild over and over. It's just okay, uh, I'm aluminum sorry, foil it's now. It's not fake. <laughs> no, it's for real. I've picked it up. I've held it. It's a real trophy. And money was spent for it. But as far as the, the value, like the club will never come out and say they don't value the Rocky Mountain Cup. But... Do they really? Like, it's not. I think it's yeah. part of the onboarding when you get to a new team as a player. Okay, who do I hate? Who are the rivals? How do I please the fans? Pleasing the fans is probably day three of orientation hmm? when you're an athlete getting to a new club. Cause that would be they a good skit care. to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to learn who the fans want you to hate. And a lot of that is just the show. Because I remember Pablo actually came out and said a very similar thing to what Frazier said this week. He cares more about results than the Rocky Mountain Cup. See, and that's what the that, club is telling you. destroyed by the fan base for that. Well, at the time, the fan base was bigger than it is now. COVID aside, the fan base Where is not know? the same. Because I took it in context, remembering how Pablo was as a player playing in that series. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they took his comments out of context. Not Some did. Yeah, knowing no. this was a guy, and he would say it himself, he literally bled. Oh, he bled Burgundy. Burgundy. Yeah. Literally. No. Yeah. No, I, for real. I, 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 you're right. But they, there are going to be those. But the thing is, is a lot of those was voices. an RSL player that kind of caused the concussion problem. Pablo was Olave that. So he was personally vested in this rivalry. Yeah. I forgot about that. I almost thought Nat. But no, you're right. It was Olave. Fuck. One of us. One of us. But nobody cares about Rapids history. Right, right. It's only suggested that you know that. It's not required. Yeah, it's it's not a requirement. That should be the running joke for the rest of the season. <laughs> All right. Well, as we try to wrap this little get-together up before we get five or six beers in. <laughs> three, two, Rapids. You read my mind. Predictions. Okay. So Marco's going three, two. Maddie? One, two, RSL. Way to be like truthful there I, it hurt me to say it but i couldn't lie it's i mean i was the optimist this time uh, <laughs> i would have been lying if i had down the air the Tim, i'd be lying if i said otherwise you've been a fly on the wall but you could at least throw out a little bit of a prediction mm-hmm. here i'm gonna go two one rapids okay reason being is maybe we could take advantage of maybe because sometimes you have uh where we are rivals but we aren't going to be there in person, so maybe that might benefit because you're not there <laughs> eyeballing everyone. This team likes a moment of zen, maybe, is what you think? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that will help them out a little bit. But I do feel like, I agree with Matt, I wish that we could at least go to the stadium and do our own kind of 
thing. Well, collaboration where all the fans can kind of like meet distantly and kind of, but unfortunately we can't do that. But I'm going to one just because maybe, I don't know, maybe that'll help. Because I feel like sometimes the rivals and my experience in other teams that we get fucked. And on that note, I'm going to go 2-2 because I feel like this could be a fist pounding into the table. Like, oh, Ooh, a fist fuck. pounding. Like, I, I think we could be winning most of the game and, and I could see something happening. Oh, the, the stoppage time. Yeah. Yeah, the rapid that's stoppage time. That's kind of what my gut's telling me where we'll get a point out of this and it'll feel like we almost had it. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, that'll probably happen Come in my scenario, that. too. <laughs> the 97th minute. And then, Loser. Right, yes. it'll be 1-1 for you, and then, yeah, <laughs> then they score that other one. Okay. Um, well, on Crylock the- will rip his shirt off, and it'll be a Juan Ramirez jersey underneath. Thanks for dropping another Juan Ramirez in there <laughs> right before we ended up. Okay. Uh, come join us at Frolic if you are on the north end of things because that's where we will be partying. We have plenty of room. We can fit 40 in our viewing room, 50 in the other room, and if um, you just want to hang out and be a part of things and not watch the game because you're skeptical in that way. Well, it's good food and beer, so. There's a 5,000-square-foot patio. That's and right. we've been COVID good this whole entire time. The health department is always out there taking pictures and checking in on us, and we continuously pass. So there's to that who are those who are skeptics. On that note, see you guys on Saturday. You are now current. Follow us at CurrentPod or email at currentpod at gmail.com. Thank you.